Welcome to the History of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic book art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, a.k.a. Wednesday's Finest. And as always, I am joined by London. This week, we are missing our favorite guy, Shadow Adam, so I'd just like to give a shout-out to him wherever he may be lurking. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker. London, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I am excited. I know you're excited about today's episode (laughs) because I've seen your social media and it kind of blew up a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't really me, but it was definitely... This week has been exciting for me as a as a Batman. Fan. Well, since you're my portal <laughs> into the Batman universe, your social media in my from my perspective was definitely blowing up because <laughs> of a certain something that you saw. Care to share what that is? Yes, it was the newest trailer to Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, and everyone it feels like the internet is just talking about it over and over and over and I've watched it I don't even know how many times at this point and so since that is the buzz right now and everyone is analyzing it and looking at it and trying to figure out exactly what the movie is and tearing it apart I figured we can talk about the trailer and today we will talk about the Batman Superman first meetups in comics Mm. Because everyone is so excited for the angst and the fight between Batman and Superman. But you have to remember that when they started or when they came together in 1941, they were in World's Finest Comics and they were, always had team-ups. They were, there, there wasn't this versus Versus feel, yeah. They were yeah. together. They, they were, were buddies. together, right. And Robin, the boy wonder, was with them. And that world's finest lasted for decades. And it's interesting that everyone is so excited about their fight when, for the longest time, they weren't enemies, in a sense. Right. So looking at the trailer, I'm still excited and I I do want to talk about it, but it's interesting to look at the relationship that Batman and Superman have had throughout the decades and how it's changed or evolved and where maybe we see in the comics where their dynamic is in the trailer. Yeah, I think this is a good (laughs) idea for an episode because what it will do is give listeners who don't know sort of the backstory about Superman and Batman and a little foundation. Right. Because you're right. You see this Superman versus Batman, and it's kind of really just a story that's based on, you know, certain stories. Exactly. It's not based on the entire story. Right. And so it is nice to get a little perspective. Just real quick before we get started, uh, last week we did the crossovers, the intercompany crossover. Yes. And I'd just like to mention in spirit of that, that Meltdown here in Hollywood is having an amazing signing on the 9th of December. So you should, if you're listening to this right now, 
you've just are finding out if you don't know already <laughs> that you should be down at meltdown today yes. because James Tinian the fourth is coming and this is the writer of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover. I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to be here today. <laughs> All right. So you get to meet London and James Tinian. Um, and then the other cool thing that we've got going on at Meltdown is a number of podcasts that you can follow. And actually, Meltcast uh, 3.0, number 40, actually talked a little bit about the trailer, too. Nice. Now, I don't know that they are going to go or went into all the history like we're going to do today because this is the history of the Batman. <laughs> but they did definitely talk about the trailer. So I'd say check out Meltcast 3.0. And you can check out a number of other podcasts that Meltdown has coming out. We've got Pod Sequentialism with Matt Kennedy. And that's amazing. He's just delving into all kinds of cool issues regarding the comic book world, pop sequentialism, yeah. art. I'm really enjoying that. Are you? I guess, yeah. He's good, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Man, it's he knows really, what he's talking about. Those are really great shows. Yeah. And then we've got Eats and Geeks on YouTube. Have you been watching that? Yeah, I yeah. have. I liked the pumpkin Pac-Man pie. Uh, the, the fudge. Yeah. I those were cool. <laughs> I know. It's amazing how all the kinds of cool things she's doing. I know. I'm I'm envious because I can't cook at all. So. Right. <laughs> so anything, anyone who does any of that, I'm like, uh that's so cool that you do that. But yeah, that's that's a fun show too. Yeah. And then we've got obviously uh, the Disney Click and uh, Meltcast 3.0, as I mentioned. We've got a number of other shows that are getting ready to come out. Mason's got a show that he's going to be doing Yay. called Anime Attic. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Yeah, I, I want to hear it. So <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, but it's a, it's basically uh, they'll be breaking out old anime. And talking about it, just the classic Very stuff. Nice. And they really got deep. I listened to one of Mason's uh, podcasts, uh, The Test, and it was actually really good. Sweet. Not that I would ever doubt it. Of course. But, you knew it would be awesome. But it's but. good. It's good stuff. And so we've got that. We've got some on some hip-hop-ish that should be coming out. i got to shout out Yay. Brando Calrissian and ask <laughs> when that's coming because it's in his hands right now and he needs to get it over to Mason. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, but the whole Meltdown TV podcast network is out there. Shout out to big, uh, big shout out to Digital Lizards of Doom. They're our YouTube show, and they are revamping a little bit to get um, ready for the new year. Very cool. So, Superman, Batman. Let's get there. Where? Oh, by the way, you did yes. mention World's Finest. Yes. What is World's Finest? What is that? World's Finest, when it was originally published in 1941, it was a collection of books and or stories. And the main story would be a Superman-Batman team up against any criminal or bad guy. But the main point of it, which is why I, I wanted to mention it, is because their stories were they they were they're like best friends in a way anytime i would read those stories especially in the 40s and 50s it's so light and and fun but there wasn't this like <laughs> angst between them but yeah there's just a collection of stories just like detective comics or batman would have one or two stories right. two to four stories in their books but world's finest focused on superman batman and 
Robin, essentially. And I think more memorable for people, even if they haven't read the stories or the covers, because the covers really didn't match the storyline. And so it would depend on like if it's in the summer, they would be surfing or Mm. if it's in the winter, they're skiing or they're playing baseball or they're doing these. (laughs) So the covers actually are really fun. (laughs) I think if you are interested in at least the golden age books that's one just to look into but the stories are fun as well so when did world's finest come out in relation to detective comics and action comics well action comics and detective comics were in the early 30s and so it wasn't really that long in between time because superman came out in 1938 batman the following year and then batman had his own book in 1940 and then the next year it the first issue was world's best comics and then they changed it the next like issue number two was world's finest so So it's all relatively within a decade within each other but that's pretty i imagine pretty big at the time because you did have superman who was the first real superhero exactly and then you have batman who was essentially the second right and financially i guess if you if you think about it for national comics or or dc comics it, it was it's a financial success you have the two biggest superheroes where superheroes weren't even a thing at the time or they were starting to become a thing and you have them in one book and you have robin which pulls in even a younger crowd and it just was it just seemed like a perfect way to bring in or keep the audience and it just shows the popularity of both superman and batman batman technically was in at least three different books at the mm-hmm. time and so was robin so it just showed the how yeah how popular they were at the time so i started a company called Wednesday's Finest. Mm -hmm. That's how I I said, AKA Wednesday's Finest. So what I did, I have a vision of producing cool stuff. All right. So that's an awesome vision. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So my first project that I did was to create a 13 inch vinyl figure of the Shaolin Cowboy. The Shaolin oh. Cowboy is a character created by Jeff Darrow, okay. who's an incredible artist. If you haven't seen his stuff, you should definitely see him. His name is spelled G-E-O-F. And he's got this character, and it's it was awesome. I loved him. And so I reached out to Jeff through Meltdown, obviously, the connector being Meltdown <laughs> and Gaston. And we licensed the right to do a cool vinyl toy awesome and when i was thinking about the names that i wanted to name the company the question kept on coming back to what represents the coolest what represents the coolest comic related stuff and i just started thinking about well wednesdays are huge right wednesdays are the best right? <laughs> it's nerd wednesday you're always talking about it. it's new comics day it's now the new day when the batman podcast comes out <laughs> so extra love on wednesdays and it was so important to me the wednesdays i was like i have to figure out a way and i did have help from my wife uh to come up with a way to incorporate wednesday and I was thinking, Wednesday's, you know, best. Wednesday's this. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about world's finest. And I was thinking, Wednesday's finest. It is a shout out. And 
you know, pays yeah. homage to the world's finest. Because yeah. even though I'm a Marvel guy, I respect and understand the significance of world's finest comics. Yeah. And what's really great about this book, it, it wasn't just a golden age book. I mean, it went on in several volumes, but it went on for at least 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it's it was a continuous book and it was popular and it was selling because yeah. they although there are so many heroes in DC universe and so many characters, Batman and Superman, they just together they they stick out alone and they're amazing by themselves, but together for some reason it's that dynamic and that's that always sells. And yeah. I don't know if it's because Superman is this totally different all almost all powerful being, well, especially in in the golden age. And then there's Batman who is human, yet he's an extraordinary person and with their skills together they come and they're just the almost a perfect right. team. Yeah. So it's this <laughs> it's this massive team. And they are essentially the first two superheroes, and I thought Wednesday's finest. That because not awesome. only does it, you know, <laughs> pay respects to that, but the 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 product would be coming out on Wednesday and be the finest product. Nice. And so that's what I did. So that's how I got the name. I like the influence. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you are a true comic <laughs> fan, you would know Wednesday's finest. What does that mean? Well, now, well, now you kind of get it. You yeah. kind of get it. And also, I will be selling some Shaolin Cowboy figures on shopxsn.com. I was going to ask you who are that's That's great. So shopxsn <laughs> is also a new meltdown venture. Yeah. Where if you can imagine QVC, mm -hmm. fur, nerd, and geek product. Which that's perfect for right. people like me. <laughs> right. So you go there and you essentially watch. You can go to shopxsn.com and they do streaming live feeds and are selling all the coolest stuff that you can possibly get your hands on. Now, they are just launching, so it's brand new, but they're going to start getting all kinds of talent to start selling their products. And that's very cool. It's going to be awesome. I yeah. think I'm going to try to sell a lot of my collection. Sweet. So if you want to tune in and buy some cool stuff. <laughs> do that all right let's get back to the program here superman <laughs> batman yes tell me what's next world's finest where are we well if we're starting with the comics well first let's for a second i guess yes. go to the trailer because okay that's right just for a moment to kind of put in the context of why i wanted to talk about the meetups today because even though in the trailer the action sequences between Batman and Superman fighting and all of that was amazing. I think the best part of the trailer was actually Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne oh, I meeting agree. in the beginning, in the first minute or so of the trailer. I think that said a lot about just how they are between each other at this moment. And we don't know if it's in the beginning of the movie, if it's in the middle. We kind of have a hint of whether they know each other's identities or not, but just the conversation they had with each other i i loved that dynamic and it seemed like and but the thing is it seemed so like uh they just wanted to go at each other's throats and it made me think the times that they have m met in comics especially not even until like the 80s it wasn't like this at all and like i said world's finest issues where they were together it, it wasn't like that and so I think a lot of people who 
aren't into the comics or just are going off just this meeting itself or just these trailers or or just this film, they may think that Batman and Superman, this is the only type of relationship they have, that right. one thinks that is that like Clark thinks that bat the bat of Gotham is just this crazy crazy vigilante, vigilante that's super violent and then where on the other hand Bruce Wayne thinks that people idolizing Superman and Metropolis is crazy because he's an alien that can kill them all in one second if he wanted to and so they have these ideas about each other and they're very negative and it's and so it, you already feel that tension between them and of course that tension is broken when Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor comes in and and he greets them which I and people and I wanted to kind of talk about that because Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor, Luthor? yeah because people think he was too silly right and and too young yeah and so I'm I'm trying to figure and I'm and that's why when people say and people have said this that the three minute trailer was too much or it revealed too much or it should have been shorter but you still have a lot of questions that you really don't know like you don't know the full backstory to Lex or how Bruce Wayne is in the mix or even at the end when Wonder Woman comes and all of that but um, I think that Lex was a good balance in the trailer for at least kind of a lighter relief because everything's so action-packed and a little bit serious. Yeah. But 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 anyway, going back to the main point, I think the the most compelling part of the whole trailer was the talk that we saw between Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, which is and that was technically their first time meeting. So that's why we're going to look at meetings today. And our first one, that's technically the... So real quick, before yes. we get to the first meeting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the trailer. Yeah. You're, you you give thumbs up. You are so excited. I mean, I know the answer because, I, again, I've seen... But tell, <laughs> tell the listeners what what you are feeling, why you've watched it so many times. <laughs> I have. I really don't even know how many times I've watched it. But I liked the initial meeting between... Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne because I I didn't know what I was expecting from the trailer. I really thought it was going to be maybe one scene that was new that's about 15 seconds long and then we have just repeated footage from other trailers. So the fact that most of the trailer was brand new footage excited me because usually they we don't really get as much information or a new look at the characters. But I really liked seeing Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne because, mm. like I've discussed this week on the page on Instagram, that when the when there's always a new Batman in the cinematic universe or in television or anything, the it's not just Batman that's important to capture. It's Bruce Wayne because they go hand in hand. There's always a dual identity struggle between the two, but it's really important to capture right. Bruce Wayne. Now, and yes, okay, because <laughs> I, 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 I do. You posted a picture on Instagram mm-hmm. of. Bruce Wayne with a side one side smile. Yes, that's and, the best. And then <laughs> Ben Affleck did the smile. Yeah. It's just the one with the right side just going up, yeah. the right side of the lips or the 
Right, when Clark asks him what he thinks about the bat in, in Gotham, and he smiles, and that's perfect, just that scene. Was that perf- intentional, do you think? Yeah. You do? Yeah, okay. I do. Because that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, it's awesome. I think so, because if you look at different interpretations or portrayals of Bruce Wayne, you see that same smirk. You see that same type of style or reaction from Bruce Wayne. He's known as the billionaire playboy and all that, but when any time in a movie someone talks about Batman and Gotham and how if it's good or it's bad that he's this vigilante, he kind of has that attitude like, well... (laughs) He doesn't give you a yes or no answer. He kind of gives that smirk. And so when I saw that, and that started out the trailer before it said Warner Brothers and DC Comics and everything, I was like, ah, that was already amazing. And that was just in the first 30 seconds. Did you do that on Instagram or was that on Twitter? Or was it the same? I posted on Instagram. I'm trying to find it. How come I can't find it? I think. Well, I posted one where I showed the... You did a side-by-side. Oh, yeah, the side-by-side, I did one, I think, on Facebook. Oh, is but that? I did one on Instagram where I had this, I had not only Ben Affleck doing the smirk, but I also had uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman from the anime series and oh. George Clooney and Christian Bale all doing the exact same smirk, which is the only reason why I think it's intentional because they all look, it's it's the same. It's a side smirk. Yeah, but it's all the same. And it's all with when they're Bruce Wayne. You did it three days ago. Yeah. (laughs) And And uh, people were mad at me that I put George Clooney in the collage. But you can't deny that George Clooney is like the real life Bruce Wayne. Yes. If you think about it. I mean, he may not have been the best Batman, but Bruce Wayne, he was pretty spot on. Oh, yeah. So, and he had the smirk. And I found that really interesting. I I thought that that was really cool. Because when I saw Ben do it, I'm like, I've seen this before. This is. I am so impressed (laughs) that you picked that out, out of a trailer. I really am. I mean, that's a woman who knows her Bruce Wayne's. I mean, really, and, it's fantastic. And that's the image <laughs> that has stuck with me and has actually made me feel uh, encouraged and positive that Ben Affleck can yes. pull it off. For some reason, that smirk for me made me feel like, okay, I think he's going he's gonna to do he well. He may knock this out yeah. of the park. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I think it's because I've seen it in Bruce Wayne's throughout the Wow, I so, was so I impressed with that. That, <laughs> that to me solidified the fact that you love this character you pay attention (laughs) to this character that this is no joke that this is you know whatever anyone could say about you they cannot say that you don't know your batman (laughs) and are observant to the details where you could pick out a side smirk on a ben affleck (laughs) during a trailer link that back to the animated show and find it on George Clooney and Christian Bale. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, <laughs> thank you. I mean, I'm down. But there's there's so many little details like that in the trailer, and I think that's why, well, I watched it over and over again, so I picked up a lot of different things. But just that alone, I was excited to see that part of Ben Affleck's character because all we've seen is like, the armored suit and him as Batman and him going out against Superman. But now we see the actual civilian side, which, like I said, I think 
seeing Bruce Wayne and Batman is important. So even in the beginning of that, that to me was great. And then seeing just the reaction that, well, Lex in the trailer is always great. I think Lex's dialogue is the driving force throughout the trailer, I could argue, because he kind of sets up, that's the thing, he sets up the whole foundation of that these are, it's the son of Krypton versus the bat of Gotham. And he really drives that point of these two are going to go head to head. And it's one of the greatest battles in the history of the world. And I think that's where all the hype for, oh, you have to pick a side. There's always versus, they're always against each other. And there's that theme that's just, and of course it's in the name, it's in the title. So seeing that and seeing the action scenes and you see that Superman gets in punches, but then Batman gets in punches. And one of my favorite parts was actually Superman, which I always think, but I can never really say on the page because um, it's a Batman page, but Superman says, you should stand down because if I wanted you dead, you'd be dead already. Right. And <laughs> And even though I know Batman fans don't like to hear that, but it's very true. And if you look at, and I'm sure this will be a whole other episode, when we actually look at issues in comics where Batman and Superman have fought each other, that'll probably be an episode closer to the film, I think. Right. Because um, it isn't just the Dark Knight Returns where they fought. They fought in other comics before. But if you look at all of their fights, Superman always holds back. Right. He doesn't go full out because, like you said, he could because he doesn't want to kill Batman. I think that is one of the differences between them. And I think that initially or kind of as a whole is a weakness for Superman, because if he had to kill Batman, he can. But the question is, would he would he be able to do that? And not because he physically can't, but just morally in a sense so it was that and then of course we see doomsday which we discussed before uh (laughs) off air that was my least favorite part (laughs) and that was your least favorite part and i think that was the least favorite part for a lot of people because they didn't like the way he looked and they liked the design and and i i mean i can agree if you compare it to seeing him before or seeing him in comics. And well, I was saying to you, I thought he looked a lot like the Abomination from the Hulk movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, really? This, yeah. I'm... I don't need that. I mean, <laughs> be original with it. And and I heard before the trailer came out that Doomsday was a possible villain in the in the movie, but I knew that Lex was in it, and so I always figured, okay, Lex and Bruce somehow are going to come together in some way because Bruce Wayne has some uh, vendetta, it seems like, against Superman and against all of the damage he did fighting Zod and Man of Steel. And we see in the trailer that Bruce was in that area or right in the middle of when the fight was going on. So he saw all the destruction. And so he has a lot against Superman just in general and even in the trailer before we see that it connects to Wayne Enterprises and Bruce Wayne already has a lot against Superman and so Bruce meeting Clark and then kind of almost sizing him up in a way just the talk itself was like I said it was tension filled so 
it, and so and that and then of course at the end we see after Doomsday does a does a huge blast we see Wonder Woman which everyone has been waiting for and oh, I've been waiting for awesome. yes because and I know this is like a side thing but we haven't seen Wonder Woman for like 30 years I mean Linda Carter pretty much and live action was the last Wonder Woman and so and everyone is comparing and yeah <laughs> and I love Linda Carter and I love the original design and so and I and I know that it has to be modern now how Wonder Woman looks and we still aren't really sure where well we know where Wonder Woman comes from but just how the Amazons look and everything and everyone wants that red white and blue and but I'm okay with the modern interpretation, but I am excited to see what this Wonder Woman is going to do. And of course, and the only thing that I didn't, uh, well, I liked it, but just it didn't flow with the trailer was when Superman and Batman asked each other if Wonder Woman was with them. Right, right. <laughs> it seemed kind of out of place because everything was so like the music and everything had almost like a really serious feel to it. And then it was kind of like a hoaxy end. But right. then the trailer ended with all three of them in the same frame. And right. that that made it okay. <laughs> yeah, I like the Wonder Woman. I was I was excited when she appeared. Yes. And I saw that explosion on the trailer. And I was like, what? what? And it's like Wonder Woman. Wow, <laughs> she looks great. She does. She looks I, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I really and I know, and it's funny because whenever someone is announced that they're going to be a new character, everyone automatically goes to the negative. When Ben Affleck was announced, there were so much negative comments. And then the same thing with Gail Gadot as as Wonder Woman. But I think after this trailer, I've seen so many people who I know were really negative or really skeptical say, this looks pretty good. Right. And so, because it's easy to be negative. So there was one, yeah, exactly. It is easy to be negative, uh, as we know. There are some negative people out there. The one part that I really loved, Batman-oriented, yes. was when he was on that side of the building, and that whatever, that laser or that uh, plasma blast or whatever was coming at yeah. him, and he turns to this, I think his right, yeah, shoots his gun, the which is the gun. grappling gun, right. and then swings away right before it explodes. Yeah. I was like, that's Batman. That's Batman. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That was awesome. Just in that one movement, totally. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Hands down, my favorite Batman part of that. Not the Bruce Wayne. I'm. I'm going strictly with Batman. Yeah, with Batman. <laughs> but, wow. When he. Oh, yeah, I and loved it. and even in that scene, you can see the suit, just the regular suit, and I think it looks great. And then because everyone loves the armored suit, which looks really good too. In the new trailer, we get a, a new look. When he's facing off with Superman in the armored suit looks really cool, but I think the regular suit looks great as well. And it, it, I mean, it it fits with how Ben Affleck looks. I think it's a gr and it's a new suit. And what I love, of course, it's based off comics, which I always like to see the design from comics come to life. 
And and it's funny talking about like the grappling gun. At the end of the trailer, we see Batman holding some type of gadget, and people think it's a gun, mm. and they're concerned. <laughs> but it it might not be a gun. But the thing is, in the other trailer, we've seen him holding some type of machine type weapon as well. So we don't really know what kind of gadgets he has it might be gun like but this batman seems a little bit more raw a little bit more i don't know i don't think that uh a, a, if he does have a gun that that would necessarily be a problem because there's so much just it's not even hate but it's just a really harsh uh, take he has with with superman so i don't think he's concerned about having a gun or not <laughs> Right. But I'm excited to see just the different gadgets that he'll have. But yeah, just the whole trailer, you get to see all of the main characters. And then even though Wonder Woman was in there at the end, it was you still have that, like, where does she come from? Why is she here? And that's why I don't think it really told the whole movie. We kind of can see that, which I figured even before the trailers came out, that Batman and Superman will probably fight one another, but then they have to come together for the greater good of their cities, yeah. and Wonder Woman is going to join them, which right. that seemed like that was going to be the plan regardless yeah, I don't of know however how you... long the trailer was going right. to be. Right, like if you did not think that there would be <laughs> some conflict between Batman and Superman... They have to then come together right. to stop a world threat because if we're talking doomsday, doomsday right. this it's is not, not even a city just, Yeah, it's not even just Metropolis and Gotham And anymore. it becomes so big yes. that they have to either get or Wonder Woman decides on her own that she needs to help them. Mm-hmm. They team up. They f- say, wow, we just did well together. Right. And we need to stick together or at least exchange numbers <laughs> so that if there's another world threat, we can right. come together. Yes. And then other heroes join that and somehow they join the Justice League <laughs> and then they have other world threat fights. It's exactly. I don't know how anyone could be. That's what it is. Right. I just told you the future of the DC yeah, universe. And Zack Snyder, the director, he even said that this film, Batman Superman, is a gateway not only Wonder Woman, but the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. So it it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yes, and there's not too much <laughs> you could spoil. It's it's the 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 intrigue and the excitement mm-hmm. will be in how they execute the story. Yes, because that is essentially what all these superhero movies are. You know, for the most part, what's going to happen. Right. It's how they execute. Exactly, because you can figure from however trailers or what the synopsis is you can kind of figure out superhero movies not saying that they're all predictable but they're superheroes Superheroes. so you can you can guess how the movie's going to go it's just like you said how they execute it how they put it all together right yes so (laughs) we talked a lot about the trailer but that is the reason why we're doing this episode well let's do it yeah So, yes, I am a fan of the trailer. I think it's great, and it makes me even more excited for March to come. It seems so far away, even though it's only a few months now. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems far away, but I'm excited. Well, you'll keep on probably getting excited. Yes. <laughs> and even in, yeah, we probably won't get any more new footage if probably until February. But I think this will hold people over, definitely. And... 
I'm sure the cast and everyone is going to do their movie circuits and promoting it. So we'll we'll get more and more from the movie with the action figures and all that stuff is coming out. So the hype for the movie is really high and and 2016 in general is a really exciting year for for DC fans because we not only have that but we have Suicide Squad which is really exciting. But looking or at least since we discussed the meeting in the trailer between Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne they first meet I mean, in 1941, World's Best Comics started, then World's Finest Comics began, but they didn't actually meet or they didn't have a story where they said so-and-so meet each other until 1952, and that was in a Superman comic. It was in Superman 76, and it was an Edmund Hamilton book with art by Wynne Mortimer and Kurt Swan, who were the main creative team at the time for Superman. And it, the story is called The Mightiest Team in the World, which really banks off of World's Finest. And just, I mean, it, DC did not deny that even after, from 41 to 52, I mean, that's a, a decade, that Superman and Batman were still two of the greatest heroes within their, within the comics. But we get our first I guess canon meetup there and of course the stories in the 40s and 50s today may seem a little odd or silly but that's just the way that the Golden Age comics were written but Batman and Robin are seen um, turning in a criminal to the GCPD and they decide that for some reason since crime is really low in Gotham which doesn't really seem likely now but they're like we should take a vacation and of course <laughs> during that time Bruce Wayne goes on like a cruise ship mm. to take a vacation because he's like well I've, I've worked hard and at the same time Lois Lane and Clark Kent Metropolis are taking a vacation as well and they all end up on the same cruise ship. So for some reason this is the only vacation <laughs> in between Metropolis and Gotham that they're taking, but both Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent are on the same cruise ship and they the ship becomes overcrowded. So of course Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne have to share a room, and that is technically how they meet. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Bruce like Wayne, <laughs> the billionaire, yes. at that time probably a millionaire. Right, a millionaire. Because there were no real billionaires. <laughs> Can't get his own room no, on a the, ship. It, he cannot. He so. probably owns the cruise ship. <laughs> So it's like, okay, I can, I, I guess I just can go with just us. go with it. It's fine. So Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, they meet, they have the same room on the same cruise ship, but then all of a sudden um, they have to go into their Batman and Superman guises because there is a massive explosion that uh, a thief does on the ship so he can steal these precious diamonds from this cabin and so when they see the explosion they're like oh we have to save people they change into like Bruce Wayne changes into his suit and and Clark Kent changes into his and they ca and they see each other and they see that they changed into their costumes so they know their secret identities and they both kind of have a moment of oh oh no you know that I'm Batman and you know that I'm Superman but they're like we don't have time for that. We have to go stop this guy and save these people. And 
So it, it kind of is like that, which is which is funny in a way because they accidentally see that one is another superhero, but they're like, we don't have time to deal with that. We have to go save everyone on the ship. And so they decide that they'll keep each other's secrets. They won't um, tell anyone and and that they'll probably team up again. Okay. So, I mean, it's a very... Oh, hum. Yes, very fun story. But technically, in World's Finest comics, they just jumped into the Superman-Batman team. If there wasn't a story that explained how they met ah. or why they worked together. So in this Superman book, they threw in that story. And, of course, Lois Lane is in the middle, and her being the reporter that she is was skeptical of both Batman and Superman because she was on the ship as well, but they held the secret from her because Lois is always in the dark. <laughs> so so that was technically the first story even after, like I said, a decade of them doing all of these different world's finest tales. And then another story or another meetup happened in another Superman book, and that was a few years later. And for some reason, the first story was retconned in a way, but it was in Superman 76, and that was in June of, of 1958. And it's the same creative team, Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan doing the illustrations. And this one is literally called The Origin of the Superman-Batman Team. And this story involves Lex, which I think is interesting to kind of look at if you want to compare to the trailer or to Batman vs. Superman for people that are trying to figure out what Lex is going to do or how his role is going to be as potentially or obviously the bad guy. But in the story, Lex escapes from prison and then he gets a, a gang and he has this liquefied kryptonite and he has it of course to use against superman and batman and robin in their respected locations learn that superman could possibly be in trouble and so they go to metropolis and they they say we're here just in case lex luther comes after you but when they come, they see that Superman is working with Power Man, which is odd. And he's like, I don't need your help. But even though this story in general is more Batman and Superman coming to Metropolis because they know that Lex has this liquefied kryptonite that he shoots at Superman and makes him weak. And since they're all friends and this is all going off of World's Finest that they're coming to help him, they have a flashback to when Batman and Superman meet. And it's a little bit more of like a simple way that they meet. And there's no animosity or anything, but they realize that between the two of them, they can come together and they can, they can help whoever is in need, which looking at these stories and looking at world's finest that's what you see you see that friendly dynamic you see that they're friends that they know that they're two of the best heroes that their skills can come if they come together and not fight even if well at this time their personalities weren't showcased as necessarily different we don't really see that until right. later they just use their commonality of being a hero to exactly. connect and do good right which is interesting. I wonder when heroes started meeting each other for the first time and fighting. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know when that was. 
I I, did, was that a Marvel thing? I don't know. I, I mean, it might. I think Marvel probably had that bef- way before DC. I, yeah. I would say. I think we probably saw that more with Marvel, at least in the first few decades. Okay. At least I, I would say. Right. If I had to, because thinking about it, when, when the like, like for instance, if like when the Justice League first started in 1960, when hero heroes had met before, and you didn't really have a clash, um, and and of course they started the team ups with Brave and the Bold shortly after. I mean, Brave and the Bold 28 was where the Justice League first started, so they had Brave and the Bold in the 50s, and you didn't see that kind of they meet and they're like, oh, I don't really like you, but let's come together. It was kind of like, hey, you're a superhero, I'm a superhero. This guy is bad. Let's come together and do this. You don't really have, but I think with Marvel, I think that might have already. I think within the first, uh, I think Fantastic Four had Spider-Man in a glass cylinder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that famous Yeah, so I think that what we see now in a lot of different superhero team-ups or movies i think that kind of was started with marvel but it cuz it kind cuz of course created especially with fantastic four and spider-man and stanley and jack kirby creations it's they wanted to give that human feel to it i mean they wanted to be as realistic as superheroes can be so having them fight or having them not trust each other or question each other or have that kind of uneasiness about something that's unfamiliar i think that happened way earlier in marvel comics than it did in dc comics so that's that's a that's a difference that's kind of interesting to look at but so with batman superman do you, we we just follow this friendly banter or friendly uh, interactions that they have for how long? Well, that's the thing. We talked about two official meetings that right. happened in the 50s. And then we really don't get another official meeting that's within the continuity until right after right after a it's post crisis when that begins and when that's that? in the that's after crisis on infinite earths in 85 1985 and 1986 and we see that superman and batman meet again and they're meeting technically for the first time in the new continuity because after the marv wolfman and george perez story arc that massive saga crisis on infinite earths all of the DC Universe rebooted. Some characters went away. Other characters had different origins. And it was different. And so we see Superman and Batman meet for the first time in post-crisis in the Man of Steel publication. It's Man of Steel number three. And that was from November 1986. And that was written and illustrated by John Byrne. And Dick Giordano did it. And... It's an important book, actually, in general, <laughs> for Batman because this is technically the first time because it happened right after Crisis, the actual storyline happened. It's the first time you see post-Crisis Batman. You don't because this book comes out before any other Batman or Detective Comics publication. So Man of Steel number three, if people who like to collect important issues, that's an important issue for post-crisis Batman. But that's just a side note. But 
they both meet. And this is actually the first time we see a kind of distrust between Superman and Batman in comics. Mm. So if people wanted to look at Lex Luthor's use with kryptonite against Superman in the Superman 76 book that had Batman and Superman show a meeting for the first time. You can kind of look at this story, which is called One Night in Gotham City, and you you can look at it and see the kind of uneasiness between Superman and Batman that now, at least I think from this book and to the present, you kind of have that type of dynamic. But Superman and Batman meet, and they both are on the hunt for a criminal named Magpie. And it's interesting because when when Batman and Superman meet, Superman automatically sees Batman as an outlaw, and he thinks that he should be arrested. But <laughs> so automatically, it's just right off the bat, you're... It's like you're a vigilante, you're a dangerous vigilante, you should be arrested, you should not be on the streets doing what you're doing. But Batman tells Superman that there is someone in the city that if they activate a trigger, a bomb will go off and it'll kill someone, but they don't know who. So they have to try to hunt down the person and hunt down Magpie, who is supposedly the one that's going to pull this trigger. So even though they don't like the way that they both save their cities. Superman doesn't like the fact that he's a vigilante. They do come together and they have to stop Magpie. And then in the end, which is kind of a twist, you find out that Batman was the one that had the bomb on him. And he knew, but he didn't tell Superman. So automatically, Superman kind of has a... He doesn't trust him, but he says that, well, in the future, if we do have to come together again and save people that we can and he superman wonders if in a different world would bat would him and batman be friends or if they ever could get along and so this is the first time you kind of see this dynamic really change and like we were saying you kind of see that dynamic from the marvel comics that kind of the right. misunderstanding and the kind of distrust and you're not really sure about this unfamiliar person and so you just go for the negative and that's the first time we see that between batman and superman but in the end they both come and say well if we have to come together and fight then we will right. so i think there has to be at some point then some drama that kind of leads up to the team up right and i think you're probably i'm just guessing or i'm estimating based on but i assume that's the way that superman and batman meet up for the rest of the time yeah definitely they when they for the other times we'll look at it, it it's never going to be as easy as it was in the 50s or right. as friendly it'll always be kind of there's a cautiousness with it when they first meet each other and they kind of both size each other up and it depends on the circumstance, but any time it's really them kind of wondering who this person is. And, and, and the, and the next one is one of my favorites actually, because we see them meet up for the first time outside of comics and oh, we see that? it in animation, and it's in the world's finest uh, in the DCAU. 
Um, it was originally three episodes of the Superman the animated series, and it was it became a three part kind of epic that was in October of 1997. It was animated TV, and it was based off. So it's the same Batman animated series characters, Superman animated series. It's all within that same DCAU and. The episode is called the Batman Superman movie. You're World's saying DCAU, that's DC Animation Universe. Yes, okay. yes, sorry. <laughs> but yes, okay. so, and that's the first, and now there's been at least, I think, probably three DCAUs, but that's the first animated universe. And we have, and of course, the animated book was turned into a comic. So if you want to read the comic, of course, that's Paul Dini and Alan Burnett and Bruce Timm, the people who created the, the series originally. And we have, um, of course, we have Superman, which is voiced by Tim Daly and Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy. And they meet for the first time when Batman has to come to Metropolis to find the Joker when he finds out that the Joker offers um, to kill Superman for Lex Luthor. He's like, if you pay me a million dollars, I'll kill Superman. So, of course, anywhere Joker goes, Batman goes. And, of course, when Batman comes to Metropolis, Bruce Wayne comes to Metropolis, and he meets Clark Kent, and he also meets Lois Lane. And Lois becomes absolutely smitten with him, which is one of the best stories because Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne kind of steals Lois away from Clark. Wow. <laughs> so I I always... That alone. Yeah. That alone makes the story great. <laughs> but, but of course, when Superman, he learns that... Uh, or he thinks that he can't really... Well, Joker can't really do anything. But Batman, he tries to track down Lex and he tries to track down Joker. And, of course, in the end, they have to come together to fight them both but superman finds out that batman is bruce wayne because he uses his x-ray vision and looks through his cowl and batman knows that kryptonite is superman's weakness and in one scene they kind of batman kind of throws superman across the room and everyone's like how did you do that and so superman knows batman's weakness he knows that joker and lex are trying to use that weakness against him and so in the end they have to come together and stop them both and of course Harley Quinn is in the episode, and and it's a really great episode. But you, of course, you already have Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne meeting, and it doesn't go well. First of all, because Bruce is flirting with Lois, and Clark just doesn't really trust Bruce just right off the bat. And then, of course, they find out that they're both Batman and Superman. And then Lois finds out that <laughs> Bruce. Wayne is Batman, and that upsets her because she wanted to stop obsessing over Superman and costumed heroes and wanted to be with a normal guy. And, of course, Bruce Wayne is not normal. But that story or that world's finest, that team-up, was the first time you see Batman and Superman meet outside of comics. And, of course, the anim that animated universe is a fan favorite. It's my favorite. So it's a great... The comic book adaptation is really good. And, of course, I would always recommend you watch it if you can. 
And then, like like we said, if you kind of keep going into, so that was in the late 90s, you go into the 2000s, and you still, even in animated shows, you see Superman and Batman having to come together and fight the bad guy, and they kind of have a, a bad back and forth, but it it's kind of the same formula that we're going to see in the movie. I right. think, and, yeah. So, so you you see him in the show. Uh, you see him in the Batman, and you see him in. And even if you go into the New Fifty Two, you see them meet for the first time in Justice League in the first book, Justice League Number One, when the New Fifty Two started in two thousand eleven, and of course they both clash automatically and they have to learn to kind of trust each other and we see that dynamic like I said I think we'll see it probably for the rest of any other times they first meet we see that in that book and we also see it in the publication uh Batman Superman number one and for the new 52 which Jay Lee's art is incredible in that book and it's I think for every time they first meet up again, it's going to be they meet, they don't trust each other, they're not sure about one another, they somehow figure out their secret identities and they have to come together regardless to stop whatever struggle it is within their city. <laughs> and then they form the Justice League. And then eventually, yes, they form the Justice League. And so even though after post-crisis it gets a little dark and it gets and their relationship is a little bit more harsh starting out they there was no there was none of that starting out in the 40s and 50s and right, going I mean they just they were friends so, so then it really <laughs> does become again the execution of this theme that recurs right. throughout right Exactly. And you get that with The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. which was the Frank Miller. Right. Right. You get yeah. that with all the stuff that you've already just discussed. You get that with the animation. Mm -hmm. And has Batman and Superman, or have they ever reached a time where they are working together very well? That they have now gotten through the mistrust and they start to really work in lockstep with each other because i know that there was a batman superman comic book that came yeah, out yeah i was just gonna say there was, it was superman batman throughout the 2000s and that book was that was a team up that was kind of a, a more modern interpretation of world's finest right and so i think the best times you see it are through World's Finest and the Superman Batman books because I think even though they know that they have differences in personality and fighting and morals and all of that, they still, in the end, even if they do fight a little bit, they they know that, okay, well, this is just who he is. This is just who he is, So we have, but we have to work together because we're dynamic when we do. Right. Yeah, so I think the best stories to look at are anything dealing with world's finest. I, if you look at any of those volumes, which there's tons of collected trade paperbacks and the Superman Batman book and even Batman Superman New 52 is good as well. But 
I think when they have to, when they know they have to come together to fight, they put any differences they have aside, mm. which I think is, is what it should be yeah. with heroes. That should be the for the greater good. That's the most important, no matter if you don't like the way that person is or their personality or what they think. If you know that, well, they're, I think they're, Batman, Superman are a perfect match. I mean, Batman and Robin, of course, are great. And but I think just with the powers that they have oh, yeah. coming together and the brain power, the muscle, all of that, they can execute anything. anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what you need. Well, <laughs> you know, when, the threats that face the DC universe. Yeah, you do. And I think we'll see that in Batman vs Superman, especially they're going up against Doomsday, <laughs> which. So tell tell me. Well, real quick before, because I want to ask about Doomsday, but yeah. are we? Do we have much more? Or are we pretty much no, there? No, we're pretty much there. Okay, so then tell yeah. me just a little bit about Doomsday. He's an alien. Yeah, and he's kind of from this type of prehistoric Krypton world, so that's why. And he was created by Dan Jurgens, I believe, and he wanted a villain or a character that can physically match Superman because and he was created Didn't like he in the early nineties. Yes. The death of Superman. He killed Superman. So that's why when I saw him in the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that killed Superman. Uh-oh. So that's pretty that's I mean that's a major character for Superman. Oh, I just got the story in my head. What if at the end of this movie Doomsday kills Superman uh-huh. and no Batman has to get the other heroes together <laughs> <laughs> to fight Doomsday to in fight the Justice Doomsday. League, and somehow during that process they revive Superman. <laughs> if Superman dies at all in this, that would be I, – I would like to see if any well, because of he the, will never die. Yeah, but. he'll never die, but he'll be out for the count. The perception will be that he Right, died. right. So that's why I when I saw that it was Doomsday, it's interesting because he was created like early 90s, like 92 or something, and he was really created – to um, pretty much to kill Superman, kind of like how Bane yeah. was created to break Batman's back. They created these characters that can take out these heroes that have never really been beaten before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Doomsday is just an overpowered Kryptonian alien of sorts that can go toe-to-toe with Superman and it showed that Superman died or quote-unquote died, and he was out of comics right. for a while, so, which was a big deal. <laughs> right, so in the comic book world right now, is Doomsday a recurring character? He has been. I know he's been in the New 52. Um, I think right now they're going up against, like, Darkseid, and that's mm. kind of like the major... That's the Thanos villain. Yeah. The Thanos. Yeah, yeah, it's like for Marvel, yeah. It's kind of yeah. that equal. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Doomsday is a really serious character, and they and you don't see him a lot because he's so powerful. Right. When I he mean, comes, you can't just have him in comics all the time because right. it's complete destruction when he comes. And it's so they use him very sparingly, which they should. So right. that's why I'm I'm really excited to see how, even though visually, he looks kind of, but I think he'll he'll be terrifying somehow. I mean, yeah. he's gonna just like I said, he's total destruction. I mean, that huge blast, and then it's just 
Yeah. So Doomsday is a Superman villain. So, but he was the villain that took out Superman when no one else could. So it's interesting to see him. And there's Lex, which I love Lex as a character because he's not, he's the opposite of Doomsday, but his, but he's a genius. He's brilliant. And he uses his resources and what he knows to. Do you see a uh, Batman villain making an appearance in this movie? Mm. I did see there was some graffiti or some written on Batman's right. suit. There's a reference to Joker. That's what I thought. But I don't know if Joker is going to make an appearance. I don't think he is. Right. I think the first time we're going to actually see Joker is in Suicide Squad, yeah. which comes out August of next year. Now, so. is Suicide Squad going to be in the same universe as the Superman Batman movie? I believe so because at least what I've seen is that Batman, Ben Affleck's actually going to make some type of cameo within Suicide Squad. He was on set like on top of Joker's car as he was driving with Harley Quinn. So they're all within. All right. So the Joker that Ben Affleck references is the Jared Leto Joker. So it'll all connect somehow. (laughs) I'm telling you, I hope for your sake that that movie is good. (laughs) Batman suit. Yes. I don't want you to be disappointed. I know. And I I don't think you will be. I don't be. think I will be. I think with every Batman movie I've seen and I try to see all of them. I don't know if there's a Batman movie I haven't seen, but I always like to keep the open mind and see what type of Batman they're trying to portray because there's always some Batman that the Batman we see in the movie represents. So even though everyone hated George Clooney's Batman, I always see it as it's an homage to the 60s. It's very campy. It's very light. And no, it's not the Tim Burton one, but that's the Batman we had. It might have been a little bit of better design with the bat suit, but I think every Batman brings something different from the comic books. So I I think I'm going to like Batman vs. Superman. I hope I love it. But I don't think I'll hate it. Right. All right. Well, I think our listeners, if you haven't already gone out and seen the trailer, go and check it out. Yep. It's like the first, if you just want to go to YouTube, it's on Warner Brothers' official YouTube channel. It's like the first video. And it has like 11 million views or something. Wow. So people so have watched it. They've watched it, and they've watched it a few times, apparently. I've actually, I read an article, which I thought was was kind of interesting and it said that when the trailer came out and for like that first 24 hours the I guess people on social media or at least for actually for that period of time right when it came out for maybe that first hour if we want to make it exact that the people on social media kind of, it kind of went down like the interaction right. because people were watching the trailer wow. and I thought that was kind of interesting they did some type of poll or some type of research and cuz everyone was watching the trailer and I know that when I heard that it was going to be on Jimmy Kimmel and it was going to be 11.35 or at p.m. It's a late night show. But then it was on the East Coast and it was at 8.30. I'm like, oh, it's going to be up soon. And then once it was on, I just watched it over and over and over and mm. over again. And the worst part was trying to find the perfect clip to put on the Instagram blog because it's like the whole thing is so good, but I only have 15 seconds. But there it, you go. But I really enjoyed the trailer. The challenges of Instagram. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, London, if any of the listeners want to get in touch with you, how would they do this to discuss their thoughts on Yes, Batman if you want to discuss the trailer or if you want to talk about other Batman Superman meetups or your favorite Batman Superman stories, which we'll dive into another episode, you can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. I always love all of the emails you guys send, and I take all of the podcast episode suggestions into consideration and Everything and all the feedback you guys give, I really appreciate it. So you can email me and you can follow on Instagram at Instagram.com slash History of the Batman. And I'm on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Hist of the Batman. On Tumblr at historyofthebatman.tumblr.com. And, of course, you can like on Facebook at facebook.com slash historyofthebatman. But, yes, shoot me an email. I look at all of them. I try to respond as much as I can. And I really appreciate the interaction. So email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. That is the way to do it. And thank you for that. (laughs) What do we got going on next week? Next week, uh, we're going to do something that I think is I haven't actually really gone into on the podcast, and that's about Harley Quinn. And I know that everyone, especially with the Suicide Squad movie coming out, Margot Robbie being the first person to portray Harley fully in live-action cinema, we're going to talk about 10 essential stories that every Harley Quinn fan should no. Oh boy. <laughs> we may have Mason sitting in for yes, that one because we, he loves Harley Quinn. Yep, and we're going to dive into Harley, her creation and the relationship that of course she has with Joker, which is a fan favorite for reasons that we'll discuss in the next episode. There you go. <laughs> and if you have any desire to reach out to me, which I know everyone cares more about you, London, which I understand. You can reach me or just shoot me a Twitter message or whatnot at at Wen's Finest. That's W-E-D-S Finest. Which I know now is inspired by World's Finest, there which is go. awesome. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank Mason Booker, the engineer and producer, and thank Meltdown Comics, as always, for hosting Stay tuned for some big stuff. Again, come to the signing today, Wednesday, December 9th. James Tinian the fourth signing the Ninja Turtles and Batman so comic. Yes. <laughs> so if you love the Ninja Turtles, come on down. If you love Batman, come on down. If you like comic culture, come on down. Because also every Wednesday night we have the Meltdown Comedy Show, which is going on its well, will be going on its third season. It got I picked saw up that. again. That's amazing. So that is amazing. <laughs> and we've got a lot of stuff going on here. We've got Meltdown University. He's got some new classes where you can learn to make comics. Uh, my kids are going to the Thursday night class from four to six. It's amazing. You should see the new stuff that they're doing there. We've got Meltology, which is a comics jam that's happening here at the store, and people just get together and draw. And that's a, it's a very cool thing. It's every third Tuesday of the month. So you come here, show up at 7 p.m., draw a page of whatever you want. At 9.30, they collect all the art and $3 for printing costs. And then when you come back the next month, uh, you'll get a complete scene with everyone's contributions inside. 
So, very cool thing to do. That is cool. Hang out with people, draw, talk comics. It's all happening at Meltdown in Hollywood. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We will see you next week on the History of the Batman with London. And as always, peace, love, and Batman. 